Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. Like practically, you know, what are some of the ways that we're formed as a foreigner messenger? And I want to talk about tongues today, uh, speaking in tongues. And I just wanted to share just a couple of things that I've found helpful, different quotes, different things that are on my heart regarding this because I've found I'm very passionate about tongues because I've seen how it transformed my own soul and my own heart. So um, here's just a couple of things. Mm. I just want to open it up and then we can kind of get in a, a dialogue about it. Like this is something that Corey Russell said. He said, nothing has caused me to love Jesus become like Jesus and long for Jesus, like praying in tongues for extended periods of time. Nothing has caused me to read, love, and understand the Bible like praying in tongues for extended periods of time. I mean, just even that, just because Corey used to, he was, he's the one that started this with Samuel, so I just yeah. wanted to share that. I mean, yeah. that's such an awesome, a huge, statement. huge statement. Here's a couple of things from uh, Michael. I wonder why he said that. The- yeah. He, it never, was just a tweet. That I just he, never really thought about praying in tongues with like making me more want to be like Jesus. That's yeah. a big statement. Yeah, just that edification, that transformation. Yeah. But here's something from uh, Michael Miller of Dallas Upper Room. He says, uh, "Speaking in tongues edifies you, builds up your faith. Mm. When pray, when speaking in tongues, your mind is unfruitful." Uh, he's gonna. Go, he goes in that later. When speaking in tongues, you are praying the perfect will of God. Speaking in tongues unifies. It's like a purified language that unifies the people of God to serve him in one accord. Mm. And speaking in tongues provides spiritual armor against evil. But, but my heart in this is Second yeah. Timothy 1.6. It's yes. like, it says, uh, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And it's, it's talking about like, a spiritual gift that's actually think of like that flame how can uh, like a a coal can kind of it can kind of go low and almost just be barely burning but he's talking about doing everything you can to make sure that that little flame is continuing to burn as bright as it can and in the context of a spiritual gift so you know i i first encountered this actually at michigan state i was a student and uh it was some 21, 20 year olds that were on fire that actually provoked me to uh, pursue some of the deeper things of the spirit. And um, basically uh, they were praying and fasting and, and that's all I got to like, that's what like, drew me in curiosity. Cause I'm like, why are you guys skipping meals? Like we could be going to the dorm, you know, the, there's like all you can eat buffets and all this stuff. and they're skipping meals and praying, mm-hmm. and they actually brought me down to IHOP. Uh, Honest guys? They were actually uh, crew guys. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And uh, they they eventually started the, the furnace. Mm. But um, but they started, they were telling me about speaking in tongues yeah. and praying in tongues and what it could do uh, with your heart with the Lord. So that was one of my first so encounters what, what with did they that. They just kind of said similar stuff. Similar stuff, and just it really provoked me to actually wow there's there's something more in in the holy spirit that's available you know wow but let's talk about this as far as like 
what do you guys think about Paul saying in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank God that I pray in tons more than all of you. Like, that's such a huge statement. My dad used to say that I, I want to challenge Paul. Really? My dad used to say that. I think your dad did challenge Paul. No, he, I think he really wanted to. He, he, took, he took this verse so seriously. Mm. I have vivid memories of this man. Like, I don't remember him not praying in tongues. Wow. That's how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was bad. It was so bad because I say it was bad, meaning he, he just took it way too far. <laughs> where when we would go on a family trip, like when you get in a van, you pray in tongues. That was like automatic switch <laughs> on. And yeah. And then he would say, Elijah, prophesy. So for an hour and a half, I'm on my way to Seoul with my dad. And he would pray in tongues. He said, if you see an you know, image or prophetic word, just prophesy. <laughs> and I'm like nine years old, man. Like, I don't want to prophesy for an hour and a half. I'm not. So my we dad. Play Pokemon. Yeah, we play Pokemon. <laughs> So I remember my dad would quote this verse to our church all the time. And he was a man who literally had a schedule praying in tongues for eight hours a day. From like 12 o'clock. What did he do when he prayed in tongues for eight hours a day? So he's basically just pacing. He paces a lot. Or I remember remember him doing this though. He said, Elijah, when you're tired, you just do this. It's like a dance. Hey, you know what's funny is... This man had, tr- he's, my dad, my, my grandfather was in a special force from Korean War. So he's, he's really, uh, he's wired of like training, right? So my dad is gifted in that. This man, what he breakthrough in his life, he pioneered in Indonesia. And now in the hottest and darkest places like Toraja. Toraja is where people literally worship mummy, like dead corpse. Ooh. They will literally spend $1 million to dress up your dead body of your grandfather to celebrate them. Like, they will take a dead body out of the casket to dress them up, put a makeup. Like, this town is known for this, right? My dad goes in there, pioneers a, a missions base, and he's training 300 pastors in that region. And they all pray like him. <laughs> and his minimum required for them is like praying in tongues for three hours a day. That is awesome. Schedule. <laughs> so I'm just agreeing with you. So yeah. you carry on, man. But I'm yeah. just saying, I know a man. I know of a man. You know? You've seen fruit in yeah. guy's life. Of right. Of, of this. This reality for real. Like, so so we've, heard, we've heard the quote that I read earlier from Corey saying, yeah. nothing's made him like Jesus, long for Jesus, become like Jesus, like praying in tongues. Yeah. Paul, we're ta- we've been talking about John the Baptist, Paul, right. Daniel. Like... This is a forerunner messenger, and, and, this, and that verse 18 actually gives you a glimpse inside Not the personal real. life of Paul, you know. Uh, just three quick things. If you haven't heard benefits of tons from 1 Corinthians 14, oh, that's good. it's speaking mysteries, it's edifying yourself, and it's blessing and thanking God. Mm. Uh, Mike Bickle says, speaking tons is not about receiving special truths that are available only to a few like some Gnostics claim, but he says, when speaking in tongues in a devotional way, we commune with the Spirit who gives information that helps us to understand God's will and heart for us. So before ministering to a group, I seek to pray in the Spirit to position myself to receive impressions, mental pictures, phrases, and direction from the Spirit to guide and help me. And um, that's the kind of mysteries that we're talking about. So in my own life, like, I teach on the prophetic, like I, I used to lead 
the monthly trainings here with Foreigner Church, and a lot I lead a prophecy team. So it's something like I tell my friends on the team all the time, like pray in the spirit. Like it's actually like a way you can actually open your heart to receive from the Holy Spirit when you're seeking to edify others and and speak words of prophecy to yeah. others, receive words of knowledge. It's for ideas, blueprints. Like, this is, like, why this is important. Yeah. You know, that's something like your dad saying, like, praying mm-hmm. in tongues. It opens yourself up. Yeah. The other thing is the edification. It's actually, you know, there was a time in my life where I just finished Bethel School of Ministry, and there's about a six- to nine-month period where it was, like, the hardest time in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I had a, I was living back home in Michigan. I was full of anxiety and insomnia. Like, I couldn't sleep. I was just, I was an emotional wreck. And I found that I came here to IHOP, and one of the things that I met Corey Russell right away, and he's like, hey, man, keep praying in tongues. Like, this is going to be something that helps you. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's such a big deal for me, mm-hmm. is I started praying in tongues for literally three hours a day, five hours a day. I was in intro to IHOP, so I, was, I had a lot of time I had to be in the prayer room. Mm-hmm. So I literally gave myself to praying in tongues and kind of just, doing like fellowship prayers and that kind of thing and it literally transformed me over like just a couple of months Mm. my emotional chemistry was completely changed by praying in tongues so that's part of the edification process and there's actually like a gift that god gives you to actually like bring purification is because you're you're removing things that aren't supposed to be there and you're literally he's strengthening your your mind your heart with the word of god with his own love so that's something that I found that it's actually, it literally brought edification to me. Mm. The other thing is blessing and thanking God. So when you don't know what to say to yeah. God or pray, right. he gives you the words in that spiritual language, your own devotional language. So that's some things that I found that I want to say, what are some things that you've guys found yeah. with tons that have brought change? Because this is something that as a, this is part of the formation yeah. of a messenger. Yeah. You know, in the life of Paul, we see yeah. that. So what are some things that you've found? Anyone here? Yeah. Wow. That, that is a mysterious word, man, what Paul said. Which I part? thank God that I pray in tongues more than you all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean, man? Yeah. Did he line them all up? <laughs> and be like, I prayed more than you, you, or, you know, what does that look like? I'm timing you guys. You gotta work harder. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean just practically, yeah. like here's some ways that I was thinking. I mean you kind of mentioned yeah. some of these with your what your dad said to yeah. do. But here's two ways to give yourself to praying in tongues for longer periods of time. Gaze at God with His Word. Yeah. We're talking about like pray reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Because we speak to God when we pray in tongues, yeah. we should specifically direct our attention to Him. I think that's key, man. Because I've found that in my life of praying in tongues, there are times that it can be vanity. You are just yeah, doing yeah, I'm just doing it. You're just like for example, speaking. like I found myself like doing this. I'm going, why am I why am I rocking right now? <laughs> like stop. Like I, if I if it's not intentional, I just don't want to do that. Does it make sense? Like, but I found myself because I'm just so used to like. Praying in tongues, there are times that I'm not actually praying, but I just like mumbling, and I don't know why. <laughs> so I, I think that's really helpful because yeah. 
Because praying in tongues is not just mumbling. Like, it is intentional praying. It is intentional right. praying. That's what Corey used to say. Hey, man, when I pray in tongues, like, for 20 minutes, it's like warfare. Like, I like my mind spins out. And I'm, like, thinking about Instagram, thinking about Facebook. And right. I'm going, okay, come on. God, I got to bring back my mind back to the Word. Mm-hmm. And that was really helpful for me, too, because... I found myself same thing. Like for twenty minutes, I like I'm having a I'm having a wrestle in my brain, and then there's that like tw- twenty minutes is weird, but like that twenty minutes you keep doing it, and you keep telling your mind to go back into you focus on that specific verse or like the image of God or the knowledge of God, and you, you there's some point where you feel that breakthrough. Yeah. And I Corey used to say that, and and I kind of agree with him. I said. Yeah, it's true. There's that 20 minutes more where you, I start to feel that breakthrough and I'm now like... You flow into yeah, heart. Flowing. So, so flowing. Yeah, I'm flowing the spirit. Yeah. So that's actually really helpful that you said that you... So, so you're saying you're, you do that. I do that. Okay. So I, I... You don't just wh- pray in tongues. When I'm like, in... When I'm in like... When we do prep rooms and stuff, yeah. I'm not just in there like thinking about nothing. Like I'm yeah. literally yeah. set in my mind on that Revelation 4 throne or I'm... I have a certain phrase or an apostolic prayer that I'm really filling my heart. I'm washing my heart with it as I'm praying in the spirit. Mm. So that's been helpful. Mm. Or just realizing like I'm really speaking to the Holy Spirit. You know, he's helping me pray, but I'm speaking. I'm letting my affections turn towards him. Yeah. And and saying, Lord, show me more about Jesus. I'm talking to him. So you're in my having heart. an internal dialogue while internal, praying in tongues. Okay, yes. That's helpful. That helps with endurance. With yeah. And the boredom. Do you mingle it with English as well? Yes. I mean, so I think that's that's helped me. Well, what you saying yeah. about English? What? what or Korean? Korean? Okay. <laughs> okay, just making sure, man. Praying with the understanding. There yes, there you go. And that's exactly what Paul says in right. First Corinthians fourteen. I found that helps me sustain it longer. Yeah. Mingle it together. Mingle it yeah, with your native language. Yeah. Mingle it with singing Sing, melodies. Yeah. Singing, yeah. Those those things with around the word in the word yeah. with the word that's really helpful the other thing is be intentional uh like paul prayed day and night right mm-hmm. unceasing mm-hmm. but what was he doing as he's traveling right. from one town to the other town what was he doing while he was building tents i think he yeah, i think man. based I on that first corinthians fourteen eighteen, i think he was praying in tongues a lot yeah that that yeah. drives me nuts when i think about paul was building a tent i was like was really there was no one with discernment to support Paul, like <laughs> really like, come on Church of Asia, <laughs> like this is the this is the and you guys have no money to support this man that he has to go build a tent, <laughs> waste his time like it doesn't make sense I I like if, from humanistic perspective that's a waste of time like the dude could have pulled out like five more five pistols. more books yeah I don't know like that could just who knows. But I, the Lord's wisdom sometimes is just mm. mysterious. Like, it is so inefficient for Paul to build a tent and to work at a Chick-fil-A. Like, <laughs> that's just not the way you Trinity run Jones. the apostle, you know? Huh? kind of connects with John the Baptist, too. No, that's what I'm saying. Very inefficient. Just, right. And I, and I think this helps me to get off my funk, like, when I lose my supporters or financial partners, that I don't get into a funk where... Being a foreigner lifestyle, it has to be this way. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm going, no, yeah, well, no, Paul, whether... Yeah. That, that phrase for Philippians 4 really gets me anchored. When he says, whether I have, what is it, abundant or... Not enough. Abounding or abased. Right, bounding or abased. He said, I know what it's like to have plenty. I know what it's like to have, have 
little. 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 But that's the word. Says, or, but but then, then he, what was interesting he says is they're pretty much is saying there's no such thing as lack. Right. Because whether or not the resources are high or low, I don't I can, have lack because I found God that can Right. And, yeah. and, he, and he goes, I can do all things through God who gives me strength. But, but yeah. you got to look in context, mm-hmm. though, because if you go in a little bit earlier, yeah. like verses 6 through 9, yeah. he's talking about the way that you battle the anxiety is by is by coming to the Lord with your request with thanksgiving. Right, no, no, I agree. And, then, and after that, yeah. he says, you know, meditate on things that are pure, yeah. things that are da-da-da. Yeah. And the promise is that the peace of God will flood your hearts yeah. and your, well, go, sorry, will guard your hearts yeah. and your minds. And yeah. then he goes into that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. awesome. So but good. I think that's what's key when you're praying in the spirits. What you said, I think our imagination, it, honestly, taking all of the truths that we know from the word, but yeah. actually in our mind creating a picture of what that means. Yeah, and let it wash over you. Yeah, like when I'm praying in tongues, I, I love what you said about your dad scheduling it because I pray in tongues all day, every day when I have it scheduled with pit room type yeah. situations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've had seasons where we, or not, we, sorry, we call it pit room. Cool. <laughs> Praying in tongues. Yeah. Praying in tongues room. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, like that. <clears throat> Praying, yeah. You guys call it prep rooms. Yeah. yeah. No, I think scheduling at least two or three prep rooms a week, because mm-hmm. we, we do them with Luke 18 as well. We have a crew that does them. I think then, I think with anything in your walk of the yeah. Lord, if it's not scheduled, yeah. it won't become a lifestyle. That's so true. Period. That's good, good word, man. I, I don't think anything, yeah. prayer, reading your Bible, evangelism is a big one. Yeah. Like people want to talk yeah. about like, yeah. oh, Lord, give me grace today to have power. It's like, well, do you ever have like an intentional two-hour blocking? Like, I mean, I remember when I was leading the evangelism department. That's so true. Season. Yeah. And I mean, that's all we did with 12 yeah. outreaches a week. Yeah. And there were three that I was committed to leading. Like, it was not an option. Yeah. Like, we are getting in a shuttle yeah. right now. <laughs> we are driving to the York Park Mall. Yeah. You know, and this is what we're doing. And because I, and I'm convicted because in that season, there wasn't a day that went by where I didn't see some crazy thing happen at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. Or at the gas station yeah. or at the gym. Like, it was every day, but, but it was because it was, direct, intentional. It was, it was yeah. a direct yeah. result because I also had six hours a week, more than that, yeah. of scheduled, like, I go do this yeah. and this is what we're going to go do right now on outreach yeah. you know but then I in those seasons and I've, I've been convicted because I'm not in a situation in my life where I'm organ, organizationally leading or doing outreaches anymore mm-hmm. and I'm convicted because I'm like man like I don't I'm not quite I don't quite go after it like I used to you know and so mm-hmm. how and so I would assume with Paul I don't know I would assume that it didn't just start that way for him it wasn't just like I got saved and I never stopped praying in tongues like, no I don't think so yeah. like he, he had, had set the, time he had dude he was a walk. Pharisee dude exactly, exactly he was a Pharisee <laughs> they yeah, are yeah. hardcore schedule guys yeah oh yeah and so oh, I think these guys, when we're that's praying true. in tongues we're, we have to imagine something yeah I, th- I know we're sowing into our spirit yeah. when we pray in tongues yeah. so sometimes Galatians I think six. about sometimes when I'm praying in tongues I will actually think like I will actually go as crazy as this. I will picture the Lord sitting on the throne, yeah. like I like that, like dropping water out of heaven down into my spirit. And then while I'm praying in tongues, I like I like picture that in my mind. I mean, they can't really prove that biblically, but yeah. I know that the Lord is sowing into my spirit. So I'll sometimes even picture like a like like a red hot like flame in my stomach. Just and as I'm praying in tongues, it's like 
Mm. It's like kindling and it's yeah. growing and it's getting hotter. Mm. And so I like go there mentally. I like that image. I yeah. like. It gets I, you I do the set. same. I put like my hand on my stomach just for some reason because that yeah. the yeah. spirit, you know, That's the right. water river of life will flow out of your belly. John seven. So I'm just going okay. It's there's right. spirit dwelling inside of me right here, and I I like picturing that fire, flaming fire, burning bush. Yeah. Or like that sapphire of like sea of glass mingled with fire, and I'm just looking at that throne. I'm going okay. Yeah. It's right here. I like that imagery. Or even like Psalms, I think it's Psalms 1, it says that, you know, we're Being like planted. trees yeah. planted, planted by streams of water. Yeah. So I think about Rebirth my life, life and my spirit yeah. being planted right next to to the river mm. that's always flowing and so I picture my roots just constantly getting wetter mm. yeah and bear, and then the fruit and I have to go there eventually right? Yeah. I'm the same way I'm thinking about 100 things while I'm praying in tongues I'm thinking yeah. about my bank account and bills that I have to pay while praying in tongues and I'm like well, this isn't helping you know? I have to <laughs> that's why my set your mind on those things Colossians and... 3 but I think what you said George I think that's key about scheduling yeah. I've heard Mike say that if you schedule your time, you will pray 10 times more. Right. Yeah. Well, Mike said to our, our Luke 18 leadership students, uh, over the summer, yeah. they, Mike met with like 15 yeah. of them uh, after service. He said that, I think it was his football coach at Mizzou. Yeah. I think it was his football coach that said, I'm going to make this number up. It was either like two, three, four, five, whatever. He said the three or the five things that you value the most if you don't schedule them with the things you do the least. Mm. The five things that you value the most, if they're not scheduled, they'll be the things you do the least. Mm. Wow. The because cause the five things that we all value the most are the things that typically the world and schedule and life problems quench out. So I know Mike says he wanted to have a vibrant prayer life. He wanted, to, he wanted his kids to be his best friends, physical fitness, point. and there was like something else. Mm. Man and, of prayer. Yeah, you know, he, know, he, always, he always makes a joke about how he didn't, hasn't done well in the fitness. But, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, but that's, that's a staggering statement because you would think that, oh, well, the five things I love the most, I'll do the most. And it's like, no, actually, the five things that, you, that we all want the most are usually the harder things. Yeah. Like, we all want to lose weight. We all want to be fit. We all want to have a prayer life. We, wanna, we all want to be rich. You know, whatever. We, like, th but those are the things yeah. that don't come easy. And that's just a staggering statement that Mike said to them. Mm. The five things that you want the most in your life that matter the most will be the five things you do the least if they're not scheduled. Mm. Hmm. That's profound. That is, that is awesome. Oh, yeah, they all were like, <laughs> you know. Mm. So, so when your dad did eight hours yeah. straight, yeah. what did he do? Yeah, he sit in a room and like pace or what? We'll do that. Would, I think he would do that too, but I think he was mostly had a Bible open. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. he was reading the Bible because he read Bible two hundred times within. I think within two years, first two years he got saved. He said I read two hundred times. Cause he was so, cause he, you know, I mean, he was suicidal. Like he was like five three short guy with you know rough background. My grandfather was in Korean War, so he was an alcoholic. He would beat up my dad every night. Mm. Oh, wow. oh yeah, I mean, my grandfather was a special force. He killed so many people, and they Just deal they did. You have to what's the right word? Like suppress it. Suppress it with alcohol. And when he gets drunk, I mean, anything comes at you, man. My grandmother would get, like, slapped in the face all throughout her life. I watched it, you know, in front of my eyes. Yeah. So my dad was alcoholic, you know, suicidal, you know, and when he got saved, it was, it was radical salvation. He got baptized by the Spirit. 
and he will start praying in tongues for like 10 hours like by himself and he said the first day he got saved he was he felt like he was floating in the cloud when he walked like he it felt like he was like walking on a cloud that just the emotional and just restoration that was bringing upon him so the the he the spiritual realm started opening up because he was catholic and he got baptized by the spirit wow while praying in tongues I'm, I don't know how it went, but like he was, he was just, he was known as a man of prayer that his nickname was Apostle Paul. They used to call him. This is your grandfather. Not no, my, my dad. My, no, dad. my dad. Oh, okay. So they, wow. they, he got a nickname called Paul the Apostle because he was praying so much. <laughs> and him and his buddy were praying so much and the spirit started pouring out supernatural, like, uh, power, like healing. So like healing was breaking out in Catholic church. Like people were just flocking to get healed by my dad and my, his buddy. His buddy was the main guy who was walking in that anointing. Mm-hmm. My dad was just a man of men who would pray for the meeting and things like that. But I think he said that when he first got saved, he was just so obsessed with the Lord that he wanted to know the knowledge of God, that he mm-hmm. would read the Bible like all day, like all day. And, and so when he was praying in tongues, he would always read the Bible. Like, he would always have the Bible open. But the one thing, my dad, I watched this that really, still till this day, that motivates me is that he would always throw his phone away. I don't know why he did that, but he just did not want any distraction when he was praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. So I, I, wa- I would watch him, literally, he would do it in front of my deacons so that they would learn too. He said, don't <laughs> pray in tongues in front of your TV. That's just not good. And he said, he would hold the phone. He said, and our, our deacons would literally do the same thing. He said, put your, and he would throw it. And he said, from this point on till you're done, don't look at that thing. That's good. He said, don't let, the, don't let the flow go and then be cut off and flow go and be cut off. Like, just be consistent until you're done. And be done and go check it. But until you're done, I don't want any message to disturb me while I'm talking with the Lord. Yeah, that was he's a, speaking to a God. Meeting, yeah, so he, for him, this was like a schedule, but for him, it was an appointment. Yeah, he's like, I'm having an appointment with the King of appointment, Kings. Appointment, that's really so good. I don't, I don't want I any, disrupt, yeah, like, disrupting moment. Yeah, any and I find myself the same way. I think most of my time when I'm praying in tongues, flowing, the most disturbing thing for me is email. Like it will pop up. Like I'll go, and I have a tendency to go check. <laughs> I mean, the, I, that's not sin, you know. Like the Lord's not gonna like condemn me for that. But it's not but, but like my in, in my terms of this, flowing, this I do feel that this. I'm like I feel always like I feel like I'm gonna go to the depth and then I get pulled out and go back in, pulled out, go back in. Doesn't make sense. So mm. I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not saying this is the only way. I'm just saying what I've seen from that's my healthy. dad, that what he did is that he would just throw it away because he knew that it would create like that. It will cut up the flow. There's you know? a pull on your yeah, right. attention. So I watched him all the time. Every time he would pray, he would just throw the phone away. <laughs> yeah. Or he would turn it off. He would just turn it off, you know. But So just to reiterate these points, I, you know, don't just speak mindlessly in the air. When you pray in tongues, focus your mind on the scene centered on God's mm-hmm. throne in heaven, like Revelation 4. Speak directly to the Father. At other times, you could speak to the Holy Spirit who dwells in your spirit. Meditate in the Word. Fill your mind with a passage or a phrase of Scripture as you pray in the Spirit for longer periods of time. Write down and journal any ideas that come to you as you pray in the Spirit. Now, this is important, too, I think, because that's part of, like, prayer reading is, like, 
you're kind of clearing your what's on your mind as you write stuff down. Yeah. So if you get those ideas, you or let's say you do get the thoughts about like the bills and stuff like that, mm-hmm. just write those down too because they don't let them pull your attention. Just get them out of the way. Oh, dude, isn't that what? Kurt Bennett. Kurt Bennett. Yeah. Yeah, his meditation stuff. Yeah. Dude, that actually helped me a lot. Well, yeah. The, uh, which one? When, when you, when you get task like a... List. What's task the, list. What did he say? Can you say that one more time? When you get like a distracted thought... The pursuit... Just the write it out. Yeah, he said write it a, on the side note. The, yeah. Where so that you don't you don't lose that thought so that you can go back to it and, and actually get it, it done. But then but when you write it down, you actually let go of it. Yeah, you, it like clears your slot. Right, it clears your slot. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that actually helped me a lot. So the other thing, uh, just to reiterate... Find mundane activities and transform them into communion with God with tons. So, like, for me, like, when I'm driving around town, I'm alone, I'm praying in tons. It's almost like a habit. Mowing the lawn. Yeah, mowing the lawn. Lou Engle wanted to get a job where he could just pray in tongues, so he'd he'd (laughs) mowing the lawns for hours a day. When you're doing chores... No, I mean, that's smart. You get paid to do a job where you don't have to talk to anyone. You can just pray. I love that. He always tells us. He was sweeping that day. He always talks about sweeping. sweeping. He was like a part of the cleaning crew at the apartment complex. And he would sweep this. I would sweep this red dust with a mask on in the basement spraying in tongues. (laughs) He was like sweeping this dust in the basements of these apartments. And he was always talking about all this dust in his face. Oh my God. That's, that's, that's kind of like Bob Jones being with that tree sprayer guy. Yeah. yeah. Someone that well, probably what he was guy, doing. No, no, I know a guy who is more impacted by what we're talking about than anyone that I personally know. Yeah. A friend named John Davis in Philadelphia. He actually was mentored by Leonard Ravenhill. Oh. So he so he got saved. He was a radical drug addict guy, got saved in his twenties. Mm. And there was this ministry in Texas that he got saved in and then afterwards he started running with Raven Hill and so like he tells stories of like Paul Kane and like Mike Bickle like coming to Texas to like go to this Raven Hill prayer meeting that he had in his mm-hmm. living room mm-hmm. and like he got so transformed by Raven Hill's he, he actually lived in Raven Hill's basement for like three or four years wow he has all these like poems that, that Leonard would give him and stuff but Leonard wow. would spend six seven hours a day with the Lord in the morning before his daily tasks and so, wow. um, this guy, John Davis, he lives in Philly. He's this wild dude, like wild, wild, wild guy. Mm. And he is an iron worker, like hardcore iron Even worker. Now. Yeah, yeah, right now. So, well, he's like now kind of overseas crews, but like he was a part of the crew that like rebuilt the One World Trade Center, like after 9-11. Wow. Like, mm. But dude, he gets up at three in the morning every single day <clears throat> and plays his guitar and sings the Lord in praise and tongues from three to eight. Every single morning, he has to be at work by nine. Mm, he only and, he, awesome. and listen to this. He only eats on on the weekends, like third. Like he start he starts eating Thursday night through Sunday, and he does iron work fasting from Sunday night all the way to Thursday night. No, for like for like twenty years, he sends me a Facebook message almost daily at like four in the morning, like with some encouraging like scripture <laughs> he's reading or something. I mean, like, but my point is, is like here's a guy who's an iron worker. Who's not eating and fasting, and and literally it's nine a.m. and he's already been with the Lord for five hours. <laughs> that's amazing. But that's his thing too. Is he prays in tongues like he never stops. Wow. All, all, never, never stops. That's probably how he stays so strengthened too in his heart. Right? And crazy. I think the thing about praying in tongues sometimes is, I find myself that sometimes I find find it hard to find a time. It's because I got so much demand and responsibility. Because I know, like, okay, I'm going to have five hours of meeting today. 
and and I gotta get this. I gotta teach an Israel, you know, Israel class tomorrow, and I gotta get this thing done. I just don't have time. And my dad used to say, "You cannot have not time to not pray in tongues." Wow. Like, if you don't abide in Him, you can't do anything. Mm. So that for me always stuck in my head. He said, "My dad used to always say, he said, well, if you don't put the first button in the right place, everything is screwed up, man.'" Mm. That was the imagery that he would always show me. Because he would always do it. Elijah, watch this. And he would put the first button into the second hole. Wow, and he man. said, everything is now screwed. If you don't have the time with the Lord, what do you think you're going to make? You know, oh, like, that, yeah. that That's was the imagery good. that he was giving. Wow. So that, now again, I don't know about, you know, because my, because, you know, that was, a, I think it was a Pastor Young Gitor, someone famous that who told my dad, if you pray seven hours a day, you will have revival. As a pastor, if you're a shepherd, you pray seven hours a day, your congregation will have a revival. So my dad took it seriously. He just did it. But it's not a principle. Not everyone have to do like, you know, seven hours. You know that. If you don't do seven hours, man. Yeah, you're screwed. You know, you're not getting revival, man. I don't think that's how it is. Yeah. But I think it's that, that's key that how these men will set it in the first thing in the morning. Do it Scheduling. Early. And these, I think these are breakthrough tears, man. Mm. I believe it was yeah. Yongi Cho that said that if he was preaching or ministering for three hours, yeah. he would have to have three hours before the meeting to pray in tongues. Yeah. I'm an Ashian trader, man. Yeah. I, you know, he does praying in tongues for two hours before, before he every sermon. Every sermon. Oh, wow. yeah. I, I met him in Jerusalem. I was, I lived there. Asha. I was, Sukkot yeah. Hillel, he, uh, so we got, I was an intern, so I got to meet with them in the back, so, I mean, he does it here at 400 Church, too, but he's like, yeah, I pray in tongues for two hours before every time I share, so, we, like, we all, as an intern group, we all pray with them, and he says it just stir, it just strengthens him, too. Well, you, you just quoted sure. Mike, says he does the same thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm curious how long he does it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, find things like driving in the car or doing chores around the house, and also, with your sacred trust, devote yourself to praying, saying in tons and with the word for even a two-hour set. Yeah. Just try it, like, even just on your own, you know? Those are some things that I think if you, like what Josh was saying, if you schedule it, even in your own, do it early. Mm-hmm. Do it before you have some other commitments, you know? Yeah. See, see what that does, and look over the long period of time. Don't just try this for a couple weeks and then just be like, oh, okay, this isn't working for me, but look over like a five-year period of time. That's my, that was kind of like what was on my heart to share. Mm. Uh, Something interesting too that I found is uh, basically tons is a means of purification. I mentioned that earlier in my own story. Uh, It's like a a gift. It's a God's provision of Catharsis, this is a process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. Even like Michael Miller, he acknowledges that uh, he had obsessive compulsive thoughts that were just plaguing him, but praying in the spirit is something that actually freed him from that. Wow, wow. So there's some things that I, I think that our modern church is going to discover as well. I mean, and there's studies from like Oral Roberts saying like it, it boosted the immune system. Yeah. Of people that were praying in the spirit. Yeah. I mean, I think. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, for real. Their immune system. Yeah, helps with that dust. No. 
So there's just so many things out. I just Dude, want. They did some like scientific tests. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, about that. Recently, yeah, yeah. They like these doctors yeah, yeah. like hooked this dude up to a machine. He prayed in tongues. And it showed what part of the brain. Was All kinds there, of right? stuff. Yeah, was, and it's not the part of the brain. Oh that yeah, a secular doctor. To... It was a secular doctor, and they did like a they did like a study on it. Yeah. Because normally when you talk, it. when you talk, a certain part of your brain is activated. Uh, but yeah. when you pray in tongues, a different, a different part. But I can't remember what it is connected it's to. It's part of your unconscious. They say some unconscious kind of, mind, yeah, and it helps which is with, like your spirit brain. Right. It helps with something. Yeah. It, there's literal different brain. How about how about we so. sign up for something today? Like for no, something. I had something. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, what was this? Uh, that's. It's just uh Oh this recently? John G. Lake. That's what I teach talk him. with the utmost frankness. But it's an old to you. Yeah, like probably the ten years. Ago. Has been the making of my ministry. Yeah. Yeah, this is powerful man. Fasting and tongues are like the two things that anybody who walked in great realms of authority lived like practice. I mean, I've heard David Hogan say like yes, the craft, like if you don't fast every other day you have zero authority. I mean, like, you know, he says stuff like that, you know? I mean, he's the reason why, he's the one that got Todd White on it. Like, Todd White's been fasting every other day for 10 years. Yeah. Because of David Hogan. David sat him down when he first got into ministry and was like, the only thing on your life is incredible, but if you don't fast every other day, you will never walk in what God really has for you. Wow. (laughs) And then Heidi Baker's got lit for it. And so Heidi's got Hogan now training all of their people in Africa on on, on the tongues every other day thing. Another thing about David is he, they, uh, I think Heidi's assistant or Shara, or yeah, yeah. she actually asked David Hogan, what are some, what's some keys to your prayer life? He says, well, he listens to the auto, audio Bible while he's working out in the morning, but he also, he's praying in the spirit for three hours a day mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of gather up. I talked to some people that went down to Mexico. They all gather as like a group. They're all kind of like, you know, they're they're in their morning devotional and that kind of thing. They're listening to the Bible. They're all praying the Spirit for a long period of time. Yeah. That was like major keys that he says like that will change your Smith life. Smith Wigglesworth oh. said he prayed in tongues for an hour every morning before anything else. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. I mean, it takes me 45 minutes to fully get here every morning, so. <laughs> there you, we'll there you go. Before I even get here, it's a forty-five minutes. Away. <laughs> you leave forty-five minutes away? No, 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 no. I mean, I get up at I get up at four fifty. Yeah. But if I want to be here at four five forty-five, yeah. I mean, if I get up any later than four fifty, it ain't happening. Oh, okay. So I mean, there's a full hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. All right. Okay. Man. Well, so I what are we it. saying? We're, we're, I don't know. I want to just sign up for something. I don't mind whatever. I think two hours is too ambitious. Yeah, for One the hour? first time, two hours a day. I say we do two to three thirty-minute straight in your calendar a day. Put Find it in your diff- calendar. Put it. Yeah, an yeah, alarm that goes yeah. off. Yeah. Think about your schedule. Yeah. Actually, think through it. Yeah. Don't do something dumb and then you realize, oh yeah, I have that thing every time it's that day. <laughs> but most of us are in the room for six to noon no. in this room right no. now. Yeah. So I mean, I think if you had three, because I have like. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.